You know, growing up comes with its growing pains, which is something that I don't think a lot of people talk about. People drift apart and some grow closer together. All of this, in my opinion, is a part of the normal experience of life. But what also happens to the life that we're also leaving behind? In today's episode, I reviewed the fourth season of a popular show in which a series of particularly strange things puts old friends and new allies within the crosshairs of something sinister. I'm your host, Christian Ong, and that's my cue. Welcome back, cuties, to another episode of That's My Cue, your one-stop podcast to get the latest reviews on all things TV shows, movies, albums, and games. You know, every time I try to think that I can read that opening uh, intro differently, it just always comes out the same. But in any case, welcome back to another installment in the summer of good times, baby. And honestly, y'all, I don't think I could... I could handle any more of the summer of good times. I just came from a long weekend in which I partied my heart out like nobody's business. First on Friday, just stayed up until three, just playing Digimon with my my homies. And boy, am I, I'm not going to cave in and say that I'm, you know, uh, hooked on the Digimon card game because I know that's what Katie would want me to admit. But... Okay, yeah, maybe I'm a little hooked. So that was Friday. Stayed until 3 in the morning. And then uh, Kate came over and then we drove over to our friend's house to celebrate uh, her birthday uh, at their place. And, yep, partied even harder that day. And Jess sang karaoke all the way until 3 in the morning. Then after that, went back uh, to Katie's mom's place met her relatives. They're really nice. That was a lot of fun. Then I came home. I was going to sleep a little early, maybe tweak a few of my Digimon card game decks. And then also stayed up until three in the morning talking on the phone to my mom and sister because I haven't spoken to them in quite a bit and I miss them. So yeah, I did that. And then on Monday, Kate and I toured wedding venues for, of course, the wedding. And then I slept like a log. And honestly, I feel like I am still kind of recovering from that weekend. So, all right. Summer of of good times. But in any case, I hope you guys also had a good weekend. As you're hearing this, wherever you are in the ever-expanding expanse of space and time. But... We have a good episode for y'all. I'm mean, I'm really excited to talk about this piece of television. Obviously, I couldn't talk about it because uh, Volume One had ended, um, maybe like a month ago or whatever. But Volume Two just came around earlier this month, so I'm ready to get right into it. But before that, let's dive into some things that I'm currently into. First up, we have A24's Marcel the Shell with Shoes on. It's a, it's a mouthful to say if you're trying to say it super fast. So that's why I try to deliberately take it slow. But Marcel the Shell with Shoes On is so endearingly cute and wholesome. If you listen to the Paddington episode, you'll know that I loved both movies because they're just so sweet-natured. And I think Marcel the Shell definitely 
fits within that bill. It definitely has its A24 elements for sure. It is a little slower in some regards in terms of the pacing. And um, I think Jenny Slate is a very great performer. And I've only really seen her in Parks and Recreation and maybe a few other things. But I think she's fantastic as the voice of Marcel in this movie. Um, it really plays off its script so naturally that you would swear that they're maybe improvising or that the dialogue is just so well rehearsed that it just feels like it's just being um, naturally spoken as, a, as opposed to just being recited to you. But in any case, there's not a lot of showings for Marcel Deschamps, at least not what I saw. I had to catch a very specific showing in San Francisco. Um, and even then, I would have thought that there would have been more because San Francisco is very artsy in terms of what films that they show. But if you're able to find a showing in your local theater, definitely go check it out. Up next, we have The Vault, which is a movie on Netflix. The Vault has a pretty good cast. I myself am a big sucker for heist movies. It's kind of in the middle of that. It's not a bad heist movie because I've seen plenty of those. But it's also not like your Ocean's Eleven and and whatnot. But uh, I, I think it definitely has an interesting premise. The uh, lead a uh, acting performances are also good, too. I think once you get into the actual heist of things, that's kind of where the movie just sort of loses me. But I don't know. It's, it's a decent watch on Netflix if you're looking for something to pop in. But I have also heard that the Bad Guys, which was like a DreamWorks movie, um, was also a very good heist movie. And that's exclusively being shown on Peacock right now. So once I get home from this work trip, definitely going to have to check that out. But finally on my currently list, we have the Bob's Burgers movie. Uh, I've always been a big fan of Bob's Burgers. Sometimes, you know, I have to take a break from watching in between seasons because, uh, uh, yeah, it cycles through a lot of, you know, familiar plot lines every now and then. But when the movie came out, I was hyped. But no one wanted to see it with me. And that's someone being uh, Kate. Kate's not really into uh, animated movies as much. But still, I really liked this movie. If you're a fan of uh, the show, it's going to be right up your alley. And I think even if you haven't seen an episode of Bob's Burgers... This is kind of a good entry point for you. There's definitely a lot of references to uh, previous storylines that might go over some heads, but it's also not like a show that is so buried heavily in lore that you're going to be lost. But yeah, check it out. It's on Hulu last time I checked. And in any case, let's dive into today's review. Today we're talking all about the fourth season of Stranger Things, which which premiered on May 27th, 2022, and ended on July 1st, 2022. Wouldn't it be weird if it ended maybe a year later? I don't know. Should I include the years when I'm talking about this? Anyways, um, this show, of course, was created by the Duffer Brothers. And if you don't know the cast already at this point, it stars Millie Bobby Brown, Finn Wolfhart, Gaden Matarazzo, Sadie, uh, Sadie Sink, Sadie Sink um, uh, Caleb McLaughlin, Noah Schnapp, Winona Ryder, and David Harbour, amongst many, many others. Y'all, 
honestly, Stranger Things has one of the biggest cast uh, casts of a show that I've ever seen. But at the same time, it feels pretty balanced in terms of how they use these cast members for the most part. And I'll get into that in the review. Taking place eight months after the events at the Star Court Mall, the Hawkins teens are adjusting to some major dynamics in their friendship. For instance, Will and Eleven are adjusting to their new lives in California, while Lucas finds himself growing apart from his friends as he sets off to fit in with his high school's uh, basketball team. Yet a series of strange murders throughout Hawkins begins to unfold as several students are targeted by a mysterious entity, all of which leads to a mysterious connection to Eleven's past. Meanwhile, when Joyce Byers learns that Hopper may have survived the events of season three, she sets off to Russia to save him. When it first premiered, Stranger Things became the latest in Netflix's growing list of hits as it became a global phenomenon built on the engine of 80s nostalgia and homage to films like The Goonies. Since then, its seasons may have had its high and low points, but fans would unanimously agree that the larger draw for the show is one, for its writing, and two, for the chemistry between its cast members. Thankfully, the fourth season of Stranger Things capitalizes on this through its charismatic performances from its major leads, all while layering in a plot that feels more interconnected with what came before. In fact, the stakes are even higher this time around as the show pits the lives of its characters on an increasingly thin tightrope towards death. Sadie Sink and Millie Bobby Brown have often been Great actors in their roles, but this season gives plenty of ample room to really shine as the best and most impactful moments of the show were driven by their emotionally anchored performances. Supporting performances from Gadden Matarazzo and Caleb McLaughlin also helps round out the show's cast as usual, while newcomer Joseph Quinn steals the show as Eddie Munson, who fittingly feels well-adjusted to the group. Yet, while the season is at its best compared to previous entries, it also does suffer from, I would say, weaker storylines, especially when it comes to Finn, Wolfhard, and Winona Ryder's characters. While, of course, they are definitely integral to the pl uh, into the plot, the Russian storyline in particular was uh, already one of the odder elements from the previous season, and focusing even harder on Joyce's journey to Russia just made this part of the show feel too detached that its impact on the story felt minuscule to include at all. It just felt like they never really knew what to do with these characters, and when you take their scenes out of the story, it doesn't really change what happens too hard. In fact, I would say it even feels like its own separate movie that was just woven in into the events at Hawkins. Still, while these storylines don't necessarily impede on the quality of the show, it ultimately does shift the momentum when the writing clearly favors the group back at Hawkins. Stranger Things 4 takes everything fans loved about the previous entries and also amplifies it in a way that sees its young cast grow and mature in meaningful ways that, while also laying down a strong foundation for its final season when it returns down the line. And y'all, I'm going to give this show at least this season, a 9 out of 10. And you can find all seasons of Stranger Things on Netflix. But I think this is a good place for us to take a break. When we come back, I have one listener review for you, but I'm also going to be throwing in a little bonus segment where I rank 
all of the seasons currently for Stranger Things from, you know, uh, least favorite to best. Don't go anywhere, uh, especially, you know, uh, into the upside down. But we'll be right back. Welcome back, y'all. Today on our program, we're talking all about the fourth season of Stranger Things. And without further ado, I put out the call for some listener reviews. And, we, of course, we have none other than... I think I... Wait. Oh, wait. I didn't get stabbed. I just kind of cut myself on a piece of paper. Okay. I got stabbed this time for sure. This review from none other than Wes the Slayer says, The best season of the series by far. The kid actors have grown, but so have their incredible acting abilities. They continue to be spectacular, and their performances shine in the darkest season yet. The large budget of the season complements great writing by heightening the dread with visual effects and welcome CGI set pieces. Though the episodes are long, I found myself depressed once I ran out of episodes to watch. My only gripe are some cartoon zany plot points that distracted me from for mere split seconds. 9.5 bat creatures out of 10. And yeah, I would say that, you know, uh, the season definitely has its far more darker elements. I mean, it's always been kind of a dark show in general, but it definitely goes the distance this time around. And... Yeah, I don't know what was up with season three. Season three just towards the end looked like they kind of ran out of money. The The lighting and cinematography looked so different than what came before and after it that uh, I, I had little hope that season four was going to be any good. And I am super happy that was proved wrong. Still, uh, the visual effects are even better than ever. I think this is just almost movie level quality even though some episodes are also movie length themselves i also felt the same way too Wes, where i was just mega bummed out when uh the the season wrapped up because it's so good it kind of made me want to rewatch the whole show from top to bottom but yeah i know i said that i only had one review for y'all but psych i got another one This next review comes from Jade, who says, This season of Stranger Things was, in parentheses, mostly everything that I could have asked for. Great writing, awesome special effects, exciting plot twists, new enthralling characters. One can quickly pick up on the movie-level production budget. I did feel that some of the characters fell flat this season, like Jonathan or Will, and I had wished that the first two-hour episode did more to drive the plot forward, but it's nothing severe enough to disrupt my enjoyment. In conclusion, Kate Bush was the true star of the show, and this season was worth the wait. Completely agree. I think that the Kate Bush song, you know, uh, Running Up That Hill, is an absolute banger, and if you like that version, I really, I mean, of course, it's the original, I highly recommend to check out Meg Myers' version, because I think that she also uh, punches up that 80 that 80s nostalgia, if you will, but also makes it a freaking anthem. It is just that good. But yeah, I really can't stress how much I love the increase in production value. It feels like 
as if we were gifted a Stranger Things movie that was maybe eight or nine hours long and was precisely cut into an entire season. It just feels like everything um, ramps up in a way after it just you know moves on past that initial episode and really hits the ground running. What a fantastic season. Ugh, so good. Um, I didn't want to do any stinky bisque reviews this week, but as I mentioned in the first half of the show, I'm going to just rank the, the, the I don't want to say worse seasons of uh, Stranger Things, but I, I, will, I will rate it from least favorite to the best. And I'm going to need a little help from... <laughs> oh, Jerry, uh, that joke is killing me. Demon, bro. um, oh, or wait, wait, I don't sorry, even, I, sorry, guys, Venom, is that your name? Christian, I'm on a Zoom call. I was ca- sorry, I was kind of hoping that you would do this part with me. Yeah, but I'm busy. I mean, you always say that, like, right I don't include you I know in any was... of the horror-themed stuff, but, you know, well, now you, that I'm, I'm actually I, I, you know, I, what can I say? slotting you, you in, it, this just kind of feels weird. No, I know, I know, but you double-booked me. I, I, I just told you that I had a Zoom meeting. I'm, I'm interviewing for a new job. What new job could you possibly be applying for? Okay, first of all, the lack of faith honestly kind of bums me out. Second of all, if you're so curious, I'm applying to be a podcast host. Um, okay. Wow, I didn't know that you were interested in doing a podcast, but I mean, what would it... What would it be about? Oh, yeah. I mean, we were just spitballing some ideas on a Zoom call, but I was thinking about doing a show where I review uh, movies, TV shows, albums, and games. Huh. Uh, maybe include some um, occasional guest hosts without notifying them at the last minute. Okay. Maybe, I don't know, take the occasional soul here and there. But, you know, uh, that's neither here nor there. Um, yeah, I... Yeah, okay, go back to my well, I'll leave it to you then. Yeah, sure. In any case, so here's the best seasons um, that <laughs> I... Wow, that that news demon really kind of me threw me off. Christian, I said I'm on a Zoom call. Sorry, guys. Uh, sorry for that. Um, I was just talking to an idiot. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, my old coworker. <laughs> coworker? Okay, okay. Let's make this money, right? It's kind of a long Zoom call. Good sports joke is always Jerry. Well, in any case, here's my least favorite two best seasons of Stranger Things. First up, we have Stranger Things Season 3 in Dead Last. Like I said before, um, it just felt like the production value sort of went down by the end of the season. I know there's a bunch of rats. There's a mall. It just felt like the the writing kind of took a break from uh, the quality that we're used to seeing. It just felt more lighthearted and leaned in a little too hard on the comedy. The mystery of the events that was happening didn't really capture me as well as it did. So, um, yeah, it's just at the bottom of the list. It's not a bad season. There's still some highlights. I think the never-ending story bit is just really good. But other than that, it's all right. Stranger Things Season 2 comes next. It's also really good. I, I like seeing um, Will join the group compared to you know being completely absent in the first season. There's a lot of 
nice elements. Um, it definitely kind of slows itself down in the middle half of the season. And yeah, it just kind of loses steam from there. Season four comes next. And y'all, you already know what I said in the review. It's really good. I think you should just go watch it. It is, uh, if you have kind of given up on the show before, I would say just power through those seasons because it definitely gets referenced a lot in season four. But once you get to that point, it really is fantastic. But is it more fantastic than what's number one on my list? The best season by far, and I know it's kind of a cop-out for anyone to say, you know what, it's not a cop-out. Just because I say season one is the best, or if you know maybe I like the first movie out of a trilogy, for example, that's not to say that's copping out. That's just saying that you know it really set the foundation for the rest of the seasons to come. I mean, if season one was bad, there would be no season four or the fifth final season, right? So... With that being said, season one is everything that I loved about, you know, movies like Super 8 or The Goonies. Um, It even included um, a great introduction to the cast that we now know. Finn Wolfhard really is at his best in this season. I think, you know, uh, as the seasons progress, the use of his character just sort of diminishes. But season one is fantastic all around. It is creepy. The mis- the mystery elements is like fun to kind of unravel, and I just really love this uh, first season so much. So, uh, yeah, I I think I'm just gonna marathon through everything, y'all. But before that, that's gonna bring us to the end of today's episode. If you want to share your thoughts on today's episode in particular, or maybe just the show in general, you have three places that you can hit me up. First, you can hit me up on Instagram at That's My Q Podcast or on Twitter at Q Podcast. You can also email me at That's My Q Podcast at gmail.com, all of which you can find in the show notes, or you can even uh, find uh, even further details in the episode transcription, which I don't know if most people have read, but you know, if you want to kind of keep up on the specifics of the show sometimes i would include a copy of the script in the show notes so go check that out but of course you can always send me suggestions on what i should review next but be sure to uh, also rate and review the show on apple podcasts and give a nice five star rating on spotify all of this helps boost attention for the show as well as maybe sharing the show with a friend who hasn't seen Stranger Things in a, in a long time. Maybe they're a big fan of Finn Wolfhard. They love his music. They love him in that Weezer cover of um, Take On Me. Uh, he's in that super cool. I feel like Finn Wolfhard is really tied into a lot of 80s nostalgia. I mean, look at it. Those, those movies are also fantastic as well. But in any case, just sharing the episode itself helps in many ways. As always, I gotta thank J1K for the use of their music, Captured Soul from the School Days Beat Tape, which you can find on j1kmusic.bandcamp.com. Seriously, y'all, if you don't know, sometimes I, you know, like to just put on a nice beat tape to listen to, and J1K definitely has a lot of good quality projects. Next week's episode, I'm going to be talking all about all things Marvel, and I'll be reviewing Thor Love and Thunder, as well as Disney Plus's Miss Marvel. And 
If you've been on TikTok, you've heard this audio plenty of times, so I'm just going to leave you off with this quote. But once again, it's not the musical episode. And it goes like this. And I got to really try my best to not say it in a very sing-songy way. Okay, okay. Chrissy, wake up. I don't like this. Chrissy, wake up. Yeah, okay. I, uh, okay, fine. You, you get it. Chrissy, wake up. I don't like this. Chrissy, wake up. Once again, I've been your host, Chrissy, and that's my cue. Also, don't call me Chrissy. <laughs>